Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber, brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi electric elite contractor. Tonight, right here on 101 ESPN and the Blues Radio Network, we'll have the Blues and Islanders pregame starting at 6 o'clock with Alex Ferrario. You'll hear from Joe Vitale, and you'll also hear from our next guest, play-by-play man for your St. Louis Blues, Chris Kerber. What's up, Kerbs? Anthony, I'm well. How are you today? Oh, you sound like you're uh, you're down at the stadium already. I am. Uh, we're down in the booth just uh, getting some prep work. we got a first-game program tonight, which we do periodically throughout the year. They bring a bunch of kids. Uh, that have never been to a hockey game of different ages, and we kind of go through the basics before they head out. So oh, nice. a little early prep stuff tonight. It's it's actually a really fun program that uh, the team had started up a couple years back. Boy, that is something. You know, I, I take for granted a lot of the times when I walk into the station and studio, and you know, I do this every day, but you, I bring my kids in or somebody's getting a tour, and you can see how wide-eyed they are, and you're like, man, we, we do have a cool job. I'm sure you're getting that, that vibe right now with talking to these kids too. Yeah, you get that, and then, you know, like like tonight, and, and we do this a lot, you've been up here in the booth, you know we've got that side booth, so mm-hmm. so many different charity things that we've donated tickets and a trip up to the booth for, and it it, it, it is always a reminder to stay humble, that, that how fortunate and privileged we are to have this kind of job, because when people come up and they, they put the headsets on and they get to see how we do things, it it's really is a fun experience that maybe a lot of people don't get to see. So it's like, like tonight we're going to have uh, – well, somebody do, uh, donated to the uh, Tom Paulson Foundation, a couple of Police Foundation uh, Award winners. So things like that throughout the night, too, that come up to the booth. And it is a reminder that uh, we're very lucky to work in the uh, business we are, isn't it? No doubt. It definitely is. That curves having an opportunity to start his first opportunity in the business is Zach Bulldog tonight. Oh, look at what this you transition. You like that? You like that? You I've been slick listening. son of a. paying attention. Nice I've been job. watching you. <laughs> wow. Curves, what do you think about Bulldog's first opportunity tonight, and what are some real expectations from him? Uh, l- listen, Kerry, when it comes to expectations for a guy playing his first game in the NHL, in all seriousness, I have zero mm. other than get through it. Honest to God, get through it and enjoy it. Win, lose, or draw, whatever, get through and enjoy it. You could be on the ice for full goals against, and there's going to be a time in your career where someone's putting a microphone in front of you going, oh, yeah, I remember my NHL debut, and I got just <laughs> murdered out there, right? Okay, and, and it becomes a story. And, and you only get that first time once. You only get that first lap once. His parents – had actually planned a trip down to Mexico. And so they had just the day before gone down to Mexico. They're not able to get up here for it. So we know at least two people in Mexico are going to be watching that. (laughs) And uh, and, and hopefully, in in the case of us, hopefully listening to tonight's game as well. So 
you know, they, um, uh, it's just going to be fun. Now, how is he going to be used? That really is what you're going to watch for because he's being put on a line with Jake Neighbors and Braden Shen. The, the team knows what they're getting and the kind of conscientious 200-foot game you get from Jake Neighbors and work ethic all over the ice, and obviously you know what you get from your captain, Braden Shen. You're not sure how that's all going to work out for Zach Bolduc, who could have first game jitters, all that other thing. I would expect to see, and Drew Bannister told us that that, that he's going to do this a little bit. I would expect to see that if there's a, a defensive zone start for that line, you might see another winger out there. You might see Bolduc getting more offensive zone starts where the defensive zone pressure is too, you know, 180, 175 feet away from your own zone, that kind of thing. So I think Drew Bannister knows Zach Bolduc very well. Uh, he obviously was his first pro coach down at Springfield this year. Uh, in talking to Zach, there hasn't, honestly, organizationally, at least not even when I've asked questions without a microphone on, there hasn't been a whole lot of angst over the fact that he hasn't had a great offensive year down in Springfield. There's been so much positivity about his all-around game that they feel the offense will come in and had started to. So I'm excited for him. I'm excited for his family. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of work, a lot of dedication, a lot of driving to rinks by moms and dads, maybe grandpas, brothers, sisters, whoever it may be. And um, uh, it's a cool moment tonight for the young man. Chris Kerber joining us right now on the Fast Lane on 101 at ESPN. Kerbs, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. It, it feels like, and it's not just because they have the same number of points, but it, it feels like the Islanders are the Blues mirror image from the Eastern Conference. Even stylistically, they, they look a lot alike, or maybe roster build. Do you feel the same way? We're about to see two teams that are going to do the Spider-Man thing where they're they're looking at each other? <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? You see two teams that, uh, that have obviously the same number of points, even though there's a six-win difference, but that's because the Islanders have lost 14 games in overtime. They've gone Oof. to more overtime games than anybody in the league, and the Blues have the second-best overtime record, which is why they have the 29 wins, right? So... To your point, Anthony, I, I think it is. but And I think what also makes them similar is not just a coaching change situation during the year, all, all that kind of thing. Uh, they're a team that you just don't know what they are. Yeah. And, like, like if, you, if I bring up Vegas, even, if, even with L.A.'s struggles and an eventual coaching change there, you know what L.A. is, okay? They're, they have to play a certain style. The, the Blues, they know that at times they can be a rush team and be very good at it. They also know that that is not a sustainable style of winning hockey. They know that they are one of the worst teams in the league in terms of shots on goal, uh, uh, high chance scoring opportunities, things like that compared to what they give up, and yet they're finding a way to survive. Now, if Drew Bannister had not turned the power play around when he got here, this, this Blues team is so far out of the playoff picture, you're, we're not even having a discussion right now about Bolduc playing up here. So, to me, the Islanders are quite the same. They're a group of guys. There's not really an identity. There's not really a superstar on the team. Uh, they've got to be the sum of their parts. And, and they've been, at times, very good and, at times, very inconsistent. Put that in the blender. And to all of you betters out there, good luck tonight. Curves, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking to Jamie about this, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. The Blues had struggled, as you said, with the power play until Drew Bannister got here. But now it seems that the five-on-five five is struggling. How do they get both of those sides, both of those uh, groups working at the same time? Well, well you, know, you know what, Kerry? Honestly, I, I don't think I, the five-on-five five has struggled all year long. Mm -hmm. That just hasn't been fixed. 
you know, like I said, the difference in you're good enough to play close games against a lot of teams, and the biggest reason is is you've had fantastic goaltending in both uh, Bennington and, and Hofer throughout the year, right, that, are, that see a lot of rubber. Uh, I, I, I don't think you fix it. I, I, I honestly, I, I don't think you fix it. I, I think you continue to tweak little parts because you're what, – what is this, game number – this is game number 56, Right, you're all of a sudden. There's not going to be an aha moment that happens tonight when it comes to five-on-five five hockey. Okay, that's just. I mean, I mean, how many times like it, when you guys were in the huddle, you're like, okay, things are going against us, and like <laughs> it just doesn't turn on a dime. Right, it builds, yeah. doesn't it? Yep. So, to to me, what 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 Drew Bannister is looking for is just the continued hammering in, get the puck in deep. You know, make the smart decisions with it. If, if we have to stay more of a rush team and score off the rush when we don't have the rush available, make the other team go back and get it so we can get some good defensive structure, things like that. You might be looking for little improvements of more guys getting to the net. They were working again today on, on net front presence, things along those kind of lines. The other thing that would help this thing five on five is you've got some guys and top nine guys in long, in, in, in some big scoring droughts. You, you're not getting enough consistent offense from Hayes and Kapanen and Saad. You know, Braden Shen now in the last seven games, I think it's it's without a goal or one goal in the last seven, something like that. Like, you're going to have to get some more balance there. And to get that balance, I think those guys just have to keep shooting the puck and, and, and try. So I don't know that there's something that you really fix other than you've just got to find a way to keep surviving like you have been, and the difference is, is when they were winning, they take those close games into the third period and find a way to win. Last two games, close games going into the third, you found a way to lose. That's that's how delicate these final 27 games are. Curbs, switching gears a little bit, the Vegas Golden Knights have, are, have come under scrutiny, and, and, and they're not the only ones, and they're playing within the rules, and this is something that you had kind of tweeted about, uh, but using the long-term IR in, to their advantage – We've seen this out of Tampa Bay. We've seen this out of Vegas. They they shift players on and off the IR, and a lot of them go to the IR, and then they could free up some cap space to add players at the deadline, and all of a sudden those players magically come back for the playoffs, and it doesn't count against their cap. It's not a Vegas problem. It's an NHL problem. Do right. you agree? Yeah, uh, 100%. So you're right. I did tweet about this earlier today when I saw the news about, uh, about, you know, about it. Now, he's not on LTIR. Uh, but Mark Stone being out and it said he could be for a while. And there are yeah. some reports that Eichel could be closer to returning. But for those, for, for the fans, a quick snapshot of this, you, you have the salary cap in the National Hockey League. The salary cap does not apply to the postseason. The, it, we call it the Kucherov now because it just sounds great, but the first team to really publicly do this was the Chicago Blackhawks when Patrick Kane missed most of the season, if not all, the regular season and was back for game one of the playoffs. because So you kept him on. Well, or, the, or, the, or he didn't miss most of it. He got injured. They, they, he could have come back and would have been ready to play. But what they did was they, they kept him on long-term IR. So like the St. Louis Blues who just put Justin Falk on long-term IR, the Blues actually have that $6.5 of cap space of his mm-hmm. to play with right now, okay? Now, if he comes off IR, well, then you got to lose that because you, whatever you filled with has got to leave during the regular season. The problem is what they what the Blackhawks did with Kane, and then and then and then they went out and they got uh, I think they got uh, oh, I can't remember the centerman they got from the Coyotes with that cap space, but then they had all that extra depth, right? So the problem is is that teams in the regular season are doing this. Uh, the or the Vegas Golden Knights did this last year. Uh, Kucherov with, with the Tampa Bay Lightning a couple years ago, Kane, and what they do is then these guys that really could play, 
just say, okay, well, I'm still hurt, and then they're ready for the first round of the playoffs, and then all of a sudden you're actually playing with what truly could be like a, uh, uh, I mean, they, 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 what truly could be like a, a salary cap that's 10, 12, 15 million over the cap. It makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I believe this. If a player is on long-term IR for the final two games of the regular season, they're ineligible for the first round of the playoffs. Sure. Mm-hmm. Or, or, and it's going to be a hard sell, a much harder sell, you you've got to have the salary cap go through the playoffs. I, I I don't know why you wouldn't you wouldn't do that. But this is yeah th- this is one where now like we said it's kind of le- it's a loophole right and they're just they're playing within the rules. They're not doing anything wrong in terms of how they're managing the cap. But here's where I do think they are doing something wrong. And much like when Adam Silver started to finally jump in when NBA players just started resting because of load management right and it started to hurt the product of you know people watching on TV things like that. You, I, I believe you have teams that have players that are able to play and healthy enough to play sitting on IR for that sole purpose. And to me, that that is illegal. That is against it if you've got healthy players on IR and uh, on long-term IR. And so, uh, again, right now, not an illegal problem. It's not a Vegas problem or a Tampa problem. It is a league issue that I do believe needs to be addressed in some way, shape, or form. I, I, I don't believe that uh, – that cat kind of cap circumvention is is, uh, is is something that the league should be able to stomach much longer. Uh, by the way, Curbs, I think it was Vermette. Yes, Antoine Vermette. Yep. Yes, that's who they acquired yep. uh, for yep. first round pick, and when they yep. that, yeah, that, that's it. And you know, because it just doesn't like. I mean, okay, we're going to put a guy on IR, and, and then you know Vegas will put a guy on long term IR. Well, that's how they find the the ten million in cap space to bring in Jack Eichel. Right. 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 And then all of a sudden, a guy comes off IR. Kucherov comes off IR with an $8 million contract, okay, when, when he didn't play the whole time. And, uh, and and the part that does make it nefarious is the fact that they're ready for game one. Mm. You know, and, and that's that's the issue here. So if you, I, I truly believe the NHL, if, if, if they're going to have integrity in this process, you, you got to do something where either your cap goes through the playoffs or if you're on LTIR on the final day of the regular season, you're ineligible in what is probably at times the toughest round to win, and that's the first round. Well said. Curbs, good stuff. Looking forward to tonight when you guys uh, broadcast, of course, right there from Enterprise Center against the Islanders and have a lot of fun with the the, uh, young men and women that are going to be in the booth with you and experiencing all that you and Joey do. Yep, it'll be a lot of fun. Good stuff. Talk to you guys next week. All right, thanks, Curbs. See ya. See ya. That's Chris Kerber, voice of the Blues, right here on 101 ESPN.